Hi everyone, welcome to the first LSE Sport Business Group podcast. Today we welcome Shloka Sahu, president of the LSE Women's Basketball. Hi Shloka. Hello, May. Uh, Shloka, I heard the other day you had a game and you put up a buzzer beater um, in halftime. Tell us about this play. Well, to be very honest with you, I played that game after a very long party the night before, so I didn't really expect much for myself. And uh, when I did... When that buzzer beater went and I myself was in absolute disbelief. So, um, yeah, I mean, it felt really good. You could see coach making the hand movement to signal to the referees that it did count. And uh, when the referees confirmed that it counted, I was, you know, I, I felt like Michael Jordan because this season I, um, I played the first two second team games sick. And uh, the very first first team game, I was ill for that as well. So it feels good to be back on court healthy and whatnot. So. How's that? And talking about this, do people, do some people come to cheer you up at your games or how does it work? Like, do friends come? Do family come? We have a very loyal supporter. Um, I don't know if you know Max, <laughs> but very loyal supporter, very good boyfriend. He's been in almost every first team game and uh, every other second team game. That's not too early. Nice. And banners and whatnot, yeah. And then we get to have the nice pictures as well. We have your photographer friend. Yes, Ken and Kent. Well. So, what can I say? Well connected. <laughs> You need to follow the uh, LSCSU women's basketball to see to keep posted with all of the games and all the beautiful pictures that we have. But talking about cheering, supporting and basketball, I want to go on to our main topic of the day for this podcast, um, the WNBA. So it is quite well known that the WNBA in the US hasn't been as popular as the NBA, but we're not here to compare men's sport and women's sport. We're just here to see how come it's not that popular and who watches it. What's your theory on its popularity and do you, Shloka, personally watch the WNBA? Well, the only time I can honestly say that I kept up with the WNBA was when I played basketball in my junior varsity team back in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. My coach, you know, he firmly believed that you needed to watch basketball to be able to play better. But now, as you can tell, men's basketball has become a whole different game. It's not about plays, it's not about um, working as a team anymore, I think. I mean, obviously it is a team mm -hmm. sport, so you are working as a team, but for a junior varsity team to be able to emulate the crazy three-pointers, the half-court shots, the logo shots, it's impossible. So instead, my coach uh, referred us to the WNBA. To be very honest with you, I think the reason people don't watch it is because of the marketing. Mm -hmm. It's harder to access. Mm -hmm. It's uh, like merchandise even, yeah. you know, for... For a few months of my life, I was absolutely, absolutely obsessed with the Chicago Sky. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted all kinds of merchandise. And as you know, I have a sock collection, tried to look mm -hmm. for socks, nothing. And so a lot of it has to do with the way it's portrayed. Mm -hmm. So at times it just feels like it exists because basketball needs a women's league, which yeah. again, obviously they're great athletes yeah. and they do deserve a platform to play professionally. But then, you know, with the fan base, how do you create that? Mm -hmm. Uh, because obviously all of these women have great potential to attract a fan base. They some of them do have large fan bases, but it's. But I don't see anybody passionately keeping up with the league, and I find myself guilty of that as well. Like I do mm -hmm. keep up with my NBA team, but with the WNBA, I don't mm -hmm. find myself to have the same level of in, uh, investment at all. You know, some people say the WNBA is just not as popular simply because players are not as athletic or they're not as good. Um, do you? Do you think, just in general, do we really watch sports just to see crazy players? Or is there more to watching basketball, watching highlights? What do you seek to? What are you looking for when you watch a basketball game? Well, 
there are some crazy players in the WNBA. It's just mm-hmm. relative to men's sports. Like, even at our level, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that our first team um, playing against the men's first team would be a fair competition. But then again, that's just me. I don't think that if our players went one-on-one, the best team and the the best men's athlete on the men's first team couldn't take our uh, best athlete on the women's first team or mm-hmm. the other way around. Like, I think they had an equal opportunity, but team-wise as well, mm-hmm. it's the way we're taught to play. Yep. The WNBA, I find, is still very exciting. It's still, you know, they're uh, Sue Bird, Diana Taurasi. There's a lot of great athletes in the WNBA as well. It's simply the fact that, first of all, it's not televised as far as I know. So mm-hmm. it's very hard to access. Uh, the w, the, with the NBA, you can access it illegally from nine different links, yeah. and then you can get the league pass and all of that. But with the WNBA, it's just harder to know about it. The season's exactly. shorter, yeah. so you don't tend to be as invested um the, their season starts when the nba season finishes so you know you come off that high and then you're not really looking to follow anything because you're on your summer vacations or whatever that might be so there's quite a few factors to consider there but i don't think that the wnba is any less than the nba in any way shape or form so you're suggesting that one makes one way to make the wnba more popular is through marketing is through promotion mm-hmm. and it's actually by creating more value for Uh, the people that watch it. For example, one interesting thing is that uh, the WNBA finals in Mm -hmm. 2016-2017, for the past two finals, they both featured featured the Minnesota Lynx against the LA Sparks. And it was kind of like when in 2018, uh, for the past four years NBA finals, it was the Cavs against the Warriors. And that was good because it created value, because it created relatability, recognizing those teams, people constantly knowing, ah, it's again in final and did that create some kind of promotion do you think i mean it's really hard to say because the league can't really do anything about that right the league can't necessarily go to an organization and tell them how to construct their team and um as you saw with the warriors for the past that's my team so for the past few years we've been um under development redevelopment again because um steph curry has been injured clay thompson injured we've been having to move people around so it's really hard to say if that's what's creating value, but I do see what you mean in terms of creating um, a sort of consistency with a fan following, you know? I'm just going to be on the side of the mm-hmm. arguers that would say, well, the WNBA is on ESP and ESP2. Isn't that promotion already enough? And what can be done? And who do we market it to? Who's our targeted audience? If right now you're in a marketing company and you have to give a solution to promote women's basketball, WNBA, uh, who would you target? I mean, first of all, young kids. Like, basketball, to me, growing up, that that's where I, you know, sort of found my love for the sport and found my love for watching the NBA, following the WNBA, etc., right? Like, and as you've seen through Space Jam, for example, the movie mm-hmm. featuring Michael Jordan in 96 and then LeBron James in 2018, as you've seen through, well, this is more so in the States, not so much in Europe and in England right now, but um, even endorsements, most endorsements goes go to top players. You don't really have a platform for these women to like. Even the top, top, top um, players in the WNBA don't really have a platform where they're told that they're valued mm-hmm. by external marketing companies. So their fame is kind of dampened to begin with. So I think as a marketing company, I would try to get these women more um, endorsement opportunities. I w- I would try to put them on the face of things that excited audiences tend to gravitate towards and. Even 
with shoe deals, for example, I don't know if you know Elena Deldon. Uh, she was a really good WNBA player. Yeah. And uh, she's been injured for the past two seasons, I believe. I could be wrong, but uh, the last I checked, she was injured. And when I was following the Chicago Sky, she was one of their elite players. Crazy good. But the, and she had a shoe deal with Nike, but I haven't heard much about the shoe since. They produced maybe one shoe and then that, that fell through. And also, like, one of the reasons, like, kids might not know about um, the WNBA is simply because, as you said, it's not televised. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not stereotyping mm. kids' behavior at the mm. moment, but sometimes kids tend to be on the TV, not doing much, mm. watching it often. So they get very influenced by what they see on mm -hmm. the TV. And if they see the NBA all the time, but not the WNBA, mm -hmm. that might influence what they yes, watch. And um, about the WNBA, how it's te not televised, uh, the Business Insider article claims that the WNBA is more popular than ever actually now today, mm -hmm. but watching it on League Pass, which is a platform, mm -hmm. is an absolute nightmare. Mm -hmm. Does it suck to, to watch it? Have you tried this platform? Do you know how it works? Or I So I've had a League Pass, I have to say I'm guilty of... Um... So my coach, again, he was very kind, he shared his League Pass account details and mm -hmm. I'm guilty of having used that for the money years after <laughs> he was my coach. I did try to use it for the WNBA games and if you're trying to watch it live, horrible. Mm -hmm. But in terms of the replay, I think it's been fine so far. I just think it's creating those organic opportunities where kids come face to face with these athletes and it's normalized that women play the sport mm -hmm. and men play the sport and they play mm -hmm. in two different leagues, but both leagues are important. And it's one of those things that you that strike you as a kid that you don't really think about until you're in retrospect. It was when I was looking for basketball shoes for myself mm -hmm. and they were all in the men's section and and this was more, more so in Hong Kong than here but um, all the shoes that Jordan made for on-court purposes were for men mm -hmm. and I was lucky because I was fairly taller and I had bigger feet and so I could just fit into those shoes but it wasn't until I came to the UK that I found that basketball shoes were kind of being targeted at women so I found that to be something striking I mean if big companies that deal with the sport aren't targeting women at all. How do we find a way for professionals to make a career out of it? In line with this entire marketing gone wrong, mm -hmm. if we could say, mm -hmm. we have another popular thought that, um, well, the WNBA is not popular simply because instead of really being a sport, and I quote, it is movement. It's like go green oh. or go organic. To, to what extent do you agree with this statement? The first thought that came to my head when you said this was the movie Love and Basketball. I don't know if you've watched it, but um, basically the, the couple, they both really do love basketball and mm -hmm. they like each other, but I'll leave the romance out. It's the love for basketball that pushes them both, but then you see how the woman has no opportunity to go pro and the man's playing in the Lakers D-League. Mm -hmm. They both love the Lakers, but somehow the woman just doesn't have a platform. But that's like... It just goes to show that either way, it's not a movement. Mm -hmm. You can be a girl and really just like basketball and that's completely yeah. fine. So if I sum up, I mean, the, mm -hmm. the league is exciting. The players are fun. Mm -hmm. um, the quality of the play is mm -hmm. amazing. And there are a lot of reasons, as mm -hmm. you've shown, to love this league. But you wouldn't always know it based on the way it's promoted, based on the way it's supported. Mm -hmm. um, but right now, I kind of want to go on a more positive note mm -hmm. and look at its progress. Because mm -hmm. over the past few years, the WNBA um, has banked significant support from global brands like mm -hmm. Google, AT&T, Delwood, yeah. Nike. Mm -hmm. They're part of the women's basketball uh, roosters for more mm -hmm. than 30 marketing partners. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so interestingly, during COVID, uh, the WNBA was one of the only major team sport to observe a year-over-year -year television audience growth during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. If you had to give like a, one reason, why is that so? Why during the pandemic there was a year-over-year -year audience growth? Well, this friend of mine, she, she said that she never really watched basketball or played basketball or really cared for it like that, but it was because it was through the WNBA that she got into it and so I think it was a lot because people had the time to explore the different things that they enjoyed watching and whatnot mm -hmm. instead of just sticking to the norm. Yeah. I mean, my dad started watching basketball. He doesn't <laughs> He doesn't know the ABC. He was like, well, why don't they just walk to the basket? You know? He doesn't know much. I kind of want to end this podcast and this talk on a closing question about just the increase of female, um, mm -hmm. of female engagements in sport in general, not only like in players, but also mm -hmm. in audience. I mean, when I was watching The Last Dance, well, one thing that came to mind was the fact that the WNBA doesn't necessarily have any dynasties. Like, when I think to the WNBA, mm -hmm. you think of specific players that have created ripples, like Lisa Leslie, the first woman to ever dunk in a in professional sport, and, you know, things like that. There's a lot of individual accolades, but there's no... Yeah, there's no dynasties per se. So mm -hmm. I think the league just needs some time to grow. I think it's going to be our generation where women have been given given equal opportunity, where we're not trying to be the pioneers of anything. We're just going into a system that's been created mm -hmm. uh, and thriving in it. I think that's when we're going to create these dynasties. And once it becomes a strong established, established league, what's going to happen is that more people are going to start watching it. it again, this is something that... I don't think I can give you a simple answer to, but I definitely think that we're moving in the right direction towards gaining female um, audiences for team sports. And yeah. one way to sustain it is through creating this value, creating this, <coughs> as you say, dynasty, and also more cohesion and more yeah, I support think, in I general. think creating a sort of loyalty would benefit both the, peop the, the athletes that are playing yeah. and... Um, you know, the viewers, the supporters, everybody. Thank you so much, Luca. Thank you, man. And stay in touch for other podcasts.